toolkit made up of goggles that distorted lines of vision and small blocks and other plastic shapes the size of tiddlywinks, among other peculiar items. After the scouts started using the Waxburger test to analyze players, the Redskins went on to win two Super Bowls in 1988 and 1992 under Coach Gibbs. Wax told the Los Angeles Times that the test taps into the human potential anywhere in the world. Gibbs agreed, but he was only focused on one thing, winning football games. Gibbs didn't need to know if a player was smart in a general way. He embraced the Waxburger test because he believed it could assess whether or not a prospect was truly football brilliant. Just as Coach Gibbs sought to identify what made certain players brilliant on the football field, This book seeks to identify what makes certain people brilliant in the business field, what it takes to be business brilliant. In the coming pages, you will see how business brilliance, just like football brilliance, has little to do with IQ or education. You will learn how Richard Branson became a billionaire because he can't read a financial spreadsheet. You will discover how a high school-educated circus clown used his business brilliance to become the billionaire founder of Cirque du Soleil. You will find why a Brooklyn entrepreneur needed to listen to his lowest-paid employees and how a $100 million line of business was the result. You will see how the famously impulsive founder of JetBlue uses his business brilliance to build soaring successes atop his many crushing failures. In the process, you will witness the debunking of some very popular myths about success. You'll see how Warren Buffett started getting rich as soon as he stopped investing the Warren Buffett way. How Susie Orman built her personal wealth by ignoring her own gospel of frugality. How Bill Gates made the business deal of the century not because he's a computer genius or an outlier— but because he executed doggedly on a simple three-step business strategy that anyone can learn. You will see how Steve Jobs stumbled into his greatest fortune by sheer accident, and then rewrote history so it looked like it had been his plan all along. But most important, the seven business brilliant principles in the coming chapters will help you learn about yourself. You'll see why it's just as important to follow the money as it is to follow your passion. Why a big idea won't help you succeed, but the person in the cubicle next to you probably can. Why your network needs fewer people, not more. And why you're better off doing only the very few things that you do exceptionally well. You'll also learn about some behaviors that might be holding you back. Why you fail to ask for what you want at the very moment you're most likely to get it. Why you feel bad when you win a negotiation. And why failure itself is a bad thing only if, like most people, you try to push it out of your mind by taking on something new. I didn't figure out these principles on my own. They are the products of years of original research, careful study, persistence through setbacks, and lots of help from other people. In fact, the audiobook you are listening to is the product of all seven of the business brilliant principles it explores. It is a project that had its beginnings a dozen years ago when I first teamed up with a good friend of mine named Russ Allen Prince. The Wealth Whisperer We all know people who have a knack for making money.
They appear to be naturals at it. Opportunities seem to find them. They always know the right people. Their risks pay off more often than not, or at least it looks that way. For the past twenty-five years, Russ Prince has worked with some of the world's richest individuals to uncover the secrets behind these behaviors, much the same way that Joe Gibbs reverse-engineered his best player's performances to discover the fundamental elements of football brilliance. Behind thick glasses and an athlete's tall and lean frame, Prince, a former mixed martial arts competitor in Hong Kong in the 1980s, operates today out of a well-guarded 18-acre compound in rural Connecticut. After a chance meeting and subsequent friendship with one of Asia's richest people during his competitive martial arts days, he has never revealed who this individual is. Prince was ushered into a realm of wealth most of us will never know. Since then, he has probed and surveyed the best practices and personal...